0: hello cryptonauts today is june 29th 2020 on today's episode of cryptocurrency chat we're going to talk about the news on june 28th 2020 as well as the top 10 derivatives of the day based off the 24-hour open interest with that said i am your host blockchain john All right, Kryptonauts, before we get started with the top 10, I want to remind you that there is a Discord channel available in which I will leave a link in the description below. As well as if you are interested in collaborating on my podcast, you can reach out to me through the Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with the top 10 derivatives. Starting off with BitMEX. With a 24 hour open interest of $1 billion. In second place, we have OKX Futures with $972 million. And in third place, we have Huobi Futures with $710 million. And in fourth place, we have Binance Futures with $551 million. And in fifth place, we have FTX Derivatives with $431,000,000. And in sixth place we have Bybit with $311,000,000. And in seventh place we have Dairy bit with $211,000,000. And in eighth place we have BitZ Futures with $143,000,000. And in ninth place, we have BitForex Futures with $131 million. And in 10th place, we have BTSE Futures with $46 million. All right, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 of the day, top 10 derivatives of the day. Our overall total market cap is at 263 billion dollars up by point two percent so that is your top 10 derivatives of the day let's go ahead and get started with your crypto news of the day all right cryptonauts i want to remind you that we are using coingecko.com to get our stats of the day as well as decrypt.co to get our news with that said starting off with our first news buzzfeed fires reporter behind zero hedge twitter ban the buzzfeed reporter who got libertarian blog zero hedge banned from twitter has been reportedly fired for plagiarism among his plagiarized articles the piece that led to zero hedges banned Former senior reporter Ryan Broderick in January accused the popular right-wing blog of doxing a Chinese scientist from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in a Buzzfeed article. A five-month ban from Twitter followed, but it repealed the ban this month, saying it was in error. More good news this month for the controversial right-wing financial blog. Broderick was, on Friday, fired by BuzzFeed, a number of news outlets reported. BuzzFeed edit- editor-in-chief Mark Scoofs said Friday that Broderick had copied, pasted, and passed off other news reports as his own work. The article that accused Zero Hedge of doxing the scientist now contains a note saying it had been edited to, more clearly, Attribute Phrasing from Work, published by News Outlet CBC. Buzz, Buzz, BuzzFeed News apologizes for the lapses, both to you, the reader, and to the author of the original work and their news outlets, Schoof wrote. Alright. Next news. Binance completes largest upgrade in two years. Malta-based cryptocurrency exchange Binance is now backed up aft and running after completing what is what it claims is its largest upgrade yet, a complete overhaul of its matching engine. Earlier this week, Binance announced that it would be upgrading its spot trading platform on June 28th. The upgrade was initially slated to take two hours during which a wide range of platform features including deposits, withdrawals, spot trading, and P2P trading would be rendered unavailable. The upgrade ended up taking longer than initially projected, but finished successfully this morning. Biggest Upgrade Ever Since launching in 2017, Binance has undergone a wide range of system upgrades, many of which were simple performance improvement, while others were more noticeable changes. A year ago, Binance first rolled out Futures, products, and margin trading to its user- users, as well as lending products and cryptocurrency staking f- features shortly after. The exchange also launched options on its future trading platform back in April. Though these can be considered major updates, Binance CEO Cheng Peng Sao claims today today's upgrade is its largest yet. The new upgrade includes a completely overhauled much matching engine written in a new programming language, which the entrepreneur notes took two years to develop according to Binance. Despite this, details on exactly what was changed and how it will affect the future of the exchange remains scant. Nonetheless, Zhao, who also goes by CZ, claims the new upgrade helps to ready the platform for the quote next wave, whatever that is primed for growth. Binance initially launched with arguably the fastest matching engine in the business, which was capable of sustaining around 1.4 million orders a second. However, Binance also saw a dramatic increase in both active users and the number of markets in the last three years. While high-frequency and algorithmic trading strategies have become more commonplace as of late, this, in combination with wild fluctuations in trading volume, has led to situations where the exchange has struggled with overload, causing a slew of issues for users during critical market periods. Binance hasn't yet posted exact figures on the performance improvements of the new update offers, but CZ said on Twitter that the new updates probably offer a 10x performance improvement over the old matching engine, while stating that the exchange could theoretically handle 100x more volume but could bottleneck, but could be bottlenecked by other systems. Customers can now resume deposits, cancel orders, and trade using the spot platform, but it will take some time before it's clear whether the upgrade has solved Binance's growing pains once and for all. Well, it's a good thing that they're doing something. It's better to do something than to do nothing. So I give them credit for that. Next news. Ransom hacker target Nick Minaj, Mariah Carey, and Lebron James Hacking Group Reveal has struck again, this time threatening to auction sensitive data about LeBron James, Nicki Minaj, and Mariah Carey. Did I? Did the title say Nick? Hold on a second. Let me go back up here. It does say Nick. That is so funny. Okay, so the title says, Ransom Hackers Target Nick Minaj, Mariah Carey, and LeBron James. But I should have put two and two together. That is Nicki Minaj. (laughs) I said Nick. It says Nick. Why would somebody write that? Oh, jeez. Um, Where are we at? <laughs> Let's do it again. Okay, here we go. Hacking group Reveal has struck again, this time threatening to auction sensitive data about LeBron James, Nicki Minaj, and Mariah Carey. Their ransomware group, which last month threatened to auction data about Madonna, said, that, said this auction will start July 1st. Private documents about the basketball player and two singers will start at a price of $600 dollars variety report reveal also reported reportedly said it would auction data from bad boy records mtv and universal the auction for bad boy records opens at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. the auction for mtv and universal starts at 1 million dollars and all the funds must be paid in the privacy coin monero according to the story by variety the hacking group said in a press release that it had obtained files containing contracts, agreements, NDA, confidential information, court conflicts, and internal correspondence with the firm. Show business is not concerts and love of fans only. Also, it is big money and social manipulations, mud lurking behind the scenes, and sexual scandals, drugs, and treachery, the report reportedly said. The group targeted top showbiz attorney Alan Grum- Grubman and his firm Grubman Shire... Mesla & Sachs on May 14th, demanding $42 million from Grubman. The firm said it would leak its sensitive data on Lady Gaga, Barbara Streisand, and the President Donald Trump. The hacker group then announced on May 18th that it would leak Madonna's dirty secrets. The reveal group would previously ask for funds to be paid in Bitcoin, but then switch to Monero, which is far more difficult to trace. And the group has been successful, according to DarkAl.com. On May 14th, the group leaked over 3,000 files, including expense reports and confidentiality agreements belonging to Lady Gaga. Wow! Wowzas. Alright, Nick Minaj. Next news. Wave goodbye to Struck Transactions on Ethereum. Say goodbye to Struck Transactions on Ethereum blockchain. Roadside, a Parisian? Parisian blockchain company founded in 2018. This week released a free version of software to get rid of stuck transactions. Stuck transactions are transactions that don't get processed. Usually because users haven't paid enough money to get miners to prioritize this their transactions. On decentralized finance, D5 protocols, stuck transactions can cause a logjam and slow down the whole contract. Rockside, Rockside's transaction relay service algorithmically determines gas prices on behalf of users. Think of gas as the fuel that powers Ethereum smart contracts. You can buy gas with ETH. So, should a large number of expensive transactions suddenly be broadcast to the network, Rockside will make sure the contracts are funded with enough gas to ensure that they're processed quickly at no extra cost to the sender. This stops transactions from getting stuck. Through its API, Rockside also offers gasless transactions. The use gas provided by the developer of the DeFi uh, protocol that covers users' gas fees for simple interactions with the blockchain. Rockside Transactions Relay service comes at a crucial moment in the development of Ethereum as developers hunt for ways to reduce skyrocketing gas costs and accommodate unprecedented growth in the users and transactions volumes. Since the end of 2019, we see more and more startups and corporations developing on blockchain applications with more and more transactions. Rockside CEO, Ten in the no the no wood told decrypt all right next news king of defi value locked in compound hits 1 billion dollars decentralized lending protocol compound continues to be the king of decentralized finance On Friday, the company's CEO announced that the total value supplied by the protocol hits $1 billion. Compound CEO Robert Leshner said on Twitter that he was excited for comp holders to expand and upgrade Compound, taking it past the next major milestone. The value supplied to the protocol means that the amount available on the project for a few people to borrow or its market cap. As of Sunday, June 28th, 31.68% 31.68% of the value supplied to the ETH, to the platform is in BAT, Brave's token. 23.27% is in ETH, Ethereum native token, and 22.83% is in the US dollar Page, stablecoins USDC. The value supplied by 29,308 users, $369 million is currently being borrowed from Compound's protocol. 75.4% of all funds borrowed are in BAT. Next up is the U.S. Peg, peg Stablecoin USDT. Okay, I don't want to read not. No, we're done. We're done with that. We're done. Next news. That was all just mumbo-jumbo. Next news. Bitcoin slumps to lowest price since May. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Traders this week watched the price of Bitcoin rise and rise, only to fall later this in this week. As of June 28th, the price of Bitcoin is $9,054, according to Sitecoin site CoinMarketCap. Bitcoin started this week with strength at around $9,300 come Monday afternoon. It fared even better, rising to its weekly high of $9,680, dangerously close to the price point that it has been pinning for the past few weeks $10,000. But, alas, a swing and a miss this week. Traders' traders' luck ran out on Wednesday when the price of Bitcoin fell throughout the day. By the early hours of Thursday morning, Bitcoin's price had fallen to a low of $9,114. Things didn't get much better for Bitcoin. It hit $9,320 later that day, but the price fell throughout the rest of the week to the lows of $8,975 on Sunday. It's low of $8,975 this week. It is the lowest Bitcoin's been in just over a month. It's the last time Bitcoin's price was this low was on May 27th. All this suggests that Bitcoin's struggling to push past the illustrious mythical price point of $10,000. The $10,000 figure is so important to traders because that was the price of Bitcoin in February. In mid-March, the price of Bitcoin was cut in twain when it crashed along with the global markets. The markets were worried about the uncertainty caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Bitcoin has largely recovered. It's even pushed past the $10,000 price point, several, but nothing's struck. Bitcoin's weak end to the week serves as a reminder that things still aren't back to normal. All right, next. News this time, this is our net na- last news for the day or for this episode, should I say? DCEP an inside look at China's digital currency. While 80% of the world's central banks are exploring digital currencies, China has been on, the per- been on this particular journey for a good six years. In 2014, Shao Xuan Then Governor of the People's Bank of China established a Digital Currency Research Institute with the goal of exploring its potential use for the PBOC, which is is the country's central bank. The following few years saw the birth of a few research centers scattering across the country. Now that six years have passed, DCEP, the abbreviation for the Digital Currency Electronic Payment, is China's answer to a digital currency issued by the central bank. It's in Chinese, which means digital currency, but plenty of people are actually using the English word DCEP. Pilot projects have been ongoing in Shenzhen, uh, Shaogen, Shengdu, and Shuzhu, where it's been used for things like transportation, education, healthcare, and other consumer goods. And services it's slowly gaining momentum and from the outside DCEP looks awfully like any other cashless payment solution in a country where cash has become increasingly obsolete what's the point of having DCEP this week's dubbing dives into the architect of DCEP and attempts to explain the logic behind its design centralized with a loosely cooped coupled twist Like most central banks and digital currencies, DCEP was born to replace cash circulation, known as M0. Despite China being one of the most advanced cashless economies in the world, cash is still a prevalent transaction tool and often allows uh, fraudulent behavior to be processed under one's nose. To make DCEPs function more like cash, PBOC invented a system called Loosely Coupled Account Links. In traditional electronic payment systems, a transaction can only happen between two banking accounts. In the DECP system, transactions can happen between two DCEP wallets, despite neither being associated with a bank account. This direct transaction functions like cash because it removes financial intermediaries, such as banks and fintech giants, from the transaction. It does all this without being on a blockchain. Because of the loosely coupled nature nature DCEP proponents argue that the modern degree of an anonym I can never say that word anonymity can be achieved without creating a haven for money laundering and rule breakers. The idea is that because people can freely transact from one wallet to another, many transaction details can be eliminated. If this is the case, a bullish case for crypto can be established because now that cash is digitized, some might conveniently flow to the crypto market as people trade with each other. Monitoring such transactions will be much harder than tightly coupled account links. Let me see, how much is this, how much are we reading, wow that's pretty long, let's read a couple more sentences. From day one, PBOC made it clear that DCEP only borrowed blockchain's key concepts such as peer-to-peer payments, traceability, and tamper-proofness. It has intensely remained techn- technologically agnostic. No blockchain, for instance, because having a fixed architecture would only limit potential business cases in the future. Still, from a high level, DCEP follows what is officially described as a one-coin, 2 address the three centers structure. All right, crypto nuts. That is it for this crypto currency chat episode. With that said, I wanna remind you all to make sure that you are practicing safe distancing. Make sure you wash your hands regularly. Make sure you wear your face mask and make sure that you're only going out for essential things and continue to stay quarantined because this virus is still very hot there's hundreds if not thousands of people still ending up in the hospital in the in the er Uh, it looks like our state's about to shut down once again here in california uh, by the looks of things but it's it's not looking too good it's not looking too good governor's talking about shutting things down again so we'll see where uh where started where our state ends up so kryptonauts stay safe out there with that said adiós